Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Hey, Valentina. Hey, Paula. And hello, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Pretty Mental. For today's podcast, we had the incredible opportunity to sit with the beautiful soul and good friend of ours, Nicole Dominguez Castillo. She is a fellow Colombian and a transformational coach. In this conversation with Nicole, we deep dove into the powerful, powerful role that spirituality can play in our healing and what it means to to get back in touch with those spiritual masters after who so much of religion was based on, but to be able to define our own relationship with these figures in a way that really truly adds to, to our well-being, to our wellness, to our sense of safety, and to our ability to feel connected in this life. This was such a beautiful conversation about also manifestation and what that really means from a mental wellness grounded perspective. It was just full of so many juicy, juicy tidbits and gifts and wisdoms. And we know that you guys are going to really enjoy this one. We are so excited to share this with you. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I felt like I was going to explode at every corner. Thank you so much, Nicole, for sharing so much beauty with us. Thank you for being so generous with your spirit. I'm so excited to share this with our community. Also, if you guys stay tuned at the very end of the podcast, we have an extra little story time moment for you guys. So stick in there with us until the very, very end. And with that, let's take in a deep breath. And tune in. Before we jump into the episode, we want to highlight our sponsor, Conscious Conversion, recently known as Resonate with Sarah. Conscious Conversion is a holistic multimedia marketing agency for thought leaders of the new paradigm. We love them because their main mode of operating, which also filters out the clients they bring on, is making sure that the message is in alignment with your mission in the world and that your mission in this world is in alignment with where the plan is heading right now, that your mission is here to help awaken the planet and move evolution forward. Whatever your offering is, they use Google, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram ads to cut through the clutter of the internet and amplify your message on a massive scale. They also offer organic social media, copywriting, and so much more. We'll link their website in the show notes if you guys are interested in more information. We highly suggest you check them out if your ears perk up when you hear this. And now back to our episode. It is June 15th, 2021. 
We are opening up the space, calling in our higher selves, calling in our guides, our angels, our ancestors, all of the energies that walk with us on this journey, all of the energies that walk with our listeners on this journey. We are opening ourselves up for whatever messages want to come through for the healing of ourselves, our community, everyone they come in contact with, and everyone on the planet. A strong message that has been coming forth today has been faith. So leading with faith in this conversation, leading with an open heart, allowing our messages to flow through and having a trust, a solid trust in the universe that all is aligning because all is aligned. The portal is now open. Wow. Valentina, the fact that you said that faith thing, I'm just like, whoa, this cannot be more aligned with Nicole. Really? <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Wow. Oh my God. Amazing. You know, my first memory, Nicole, of you when I thought about we were going to jump on this conversation again is shaking our booties to atrevete salte del closet de zapate quítate el esmalte deja de tratarte I still have a whole dance for that song it's like a a choreographed dance that every time that song comes on like it's there's already a dance that's going to come out of me so we would get so rowdy back in the Colombian festival days in Atlanta when I think about how long ago that was I was like was I like five years old Exactly. It was lifetimes ago. That's literally how it feels. That is so Spanish. Valentino's probably like 12 or 13. I really was out there on stage (laughs) just shaking my booty. I, people are always surprised when they're like, I remember when I was in college and everyone wanted to go out. I was like, no, you know, I got that out in like middle school and in high school. And they're like, what? You were out like going to like dancing. And I'm like, yeah, my sister gave me a fake ID. It's all good. <laughs> We're Colombian too. Spanish people start dancing when the, in the womb. Exacto, exacto. Yeah. Like we teach teach ourselves how to dance salsa. Like we just watch and then learn. When yeah. people ask me, "How do you dance?" Like, "Where do you learn?" I was like, "I just watched my parents." Right. That's all I did. So yeah, right. yeah. Good times. So happy to be connecting with you again like this. Who knew that we would all be on our journey? Yeah, yeah. It's so beautiful. And honestly, when you guys started the podcast around that same time. I don't even know how you guys resurfaced like on my social media, but I was like, oh, they're doing the thing. That's so awesome. They're doing the thing. And we had we had met each other in a complete different phase in um, what I would like to call it a sleeper space for me. So it was just so beautiful to be able to see Hispanics on top of it all speaking up for healing and normalizing all the craziness that we can live with. And um, it was it was really inspiring to see that you guys were doing that. And I was like, yes, yes, I got to connect with them. And I'm pretty sure that thing, that's how I connected with Paula. I was like, hey, yeah, long time no see, but like, it looks like we're about, we're, we're kind of like on us on a same frequency type of thing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's awesome. We're on the same timeline. Well, you know, we just dove right in there. Let's introduce yourself to our listeners, to our community. Well, my name is Nicole Dominguez Castillo. I like to use my mom's last name for a lot of my things now. Um, And I'm a transformational coach, healer. My gift is to provide the space 
That is literally my God-given gift because the most random people will just tell me all of their truth, all of their crazy stories. And at the end of the conversation, they're like, I don't even know why I'm telling you all this. And it's like, well, yeah, it's kind of how my life has been. And that's kind of how I got into coaching. It was realizing that I had this gift where people felt so comfortable to just share everything. And then the skills that I'm crafting around it is meeting people where they need to be met at. This whole transformational slash spiritual journey can be so intimidating for some that some don't even like to start. So I like to be there at that front door, letting them know that it's okay. Like we can start with the smallest steps. So yeah, transformational coach, healer. Um, I do a lot of body mind integration work. So I I can meet you at the meditation portal or stage, or I can meet you at a, on a yoga mat or a workout space to let your body speak. Or I can talk to you about mindset if you like to be in the mind a lot. But at the end of the day, with the work that I do with my clients, all three are going to be intertwined. And I think that's what's so important about living in alignment and with intention is having all parts of you be present, um, learning how to listen to your body, be a witness to your thoughts, and then listen to spirit or guidance or inner wisdom. And that's how I started me evolve, like evolve evolution starts with me. Once we start doing that, um, everything around us changes. That is, that's beautiful. That's such a beautiful description. And I know that as, as you were talking, Valentina was, I imagine aligning with a lot of what you were saying that the whole body work, getting into the body conversation has been a big theme on the podcast lately. Such a big theme. And, you know, I was watching an IG live today where Dr. Russell, who will be on our podcast and a few podcasts moving forward, he is a neuroscientist and a psychologist. And he was saying how anxiety is the, or a lot of people and traditionally and still think, but for a long time and then currently believe that anxiety is a problem of the mind. And he believes it's a problem of the body. And something that we talk about in this podcast is we both come from the body-mind perspective, but I think Paula may come from a little more of the analytical, linear way of thinking because that has just been her journey. And also, and Paula, you can speak more to it as well, but your God-given gift, that woman has the brain of like 20 people combined. And for me, it's been such a journey of the body, like being completely being able to, because I don't, I realize that my mind actually got me in a lot of trouble anxiety wise. And when I finally was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm done using my mind. I'm tapping out no more. I'm done with the narratives. I'm done. And fully depended on my body 100% wholeheartedly when I went into breath work that really sparked it. And that's when my life started, I feel like. And I know you can probably relate to that because you use both aspects. And at the same time, you're also on a breath work journey. Yeah, yeah, I discovered breathwork in this container by my coach and I loved it. It's um I feel and it comes down to being able to hold this space and that's that's my gift. Like it it just comes so naturally to me to provide a space where people feel safe. And that's so important because once you feel safe then we allow all parts of us to show up. And I love that uh I love what you said Valentina that once you start paying attention to your body like your whole life started again. And I think that's so beautiful because it kind of was like that for me. It was just like, wow, body, you had all this wisdom to tell me and I had no ears for you. I would just reject you. I would shut you up. I would just do anything to be away from you in a sense. 
And that's what yoga did for me. It, it was when I was, I was in a trip to Thailand and uh, at Vikasa in Koh Samui. That place is amazing. But it was the first time I started crying in yoga. And I was like, holy shit, I don't even know what I released. There was no story behind it or anything. It was just me being able to go in a back, like a backward bend. And then tears just started coming out. And I was like, oh, my body just released something. And then that's when I truly started my, my journey of like, listening to my body's wisdom. I, I had already started my life coaching journey then. And then that moment is when I discovered a deeper layer to it. And since then, my body has been my, my indicator, my guide. Your, so, your guru. My guru. Yes, exactly. I would say, I would say for me, like, I don't know if the way that I would describe my relationship to healing is linear because early on our the practices of art introduced me to um, to nonlinear and abstract thinking. And that's probably a huge reason why I always kept gravitating back to art without even recognizing it. Just because when you step out of verbal processing, there's a different type of intelligence that can come through. And then also Vipassana, which Valentina, you and I both did. Vipassana initiated both of us into sensory-based work very early on, like, I don't even know where I would be, honestly, if I hadn't done that initial Vipassana retreat that showed me how to come back into my body. And I remember the first time I sat down, I was just like, whoa, <laughs> like, no wonder I'm so agitated. No wonder that, you know, I'm irritable or whatever. Like, there is so much energy in my body right now yeah so like body work has been weaving its way into our journey for a long time but the theme is 100 coming in very very loudly lately fully i'm reading this book right now called waking the tiger mm. for all those who have read it it's by peter levine and it's about healing trauma and something that he talks about in this is felt sense and he says a felt sense is not a mental experience but a physical one physical, a bodily awareness of a situation or person or event, an internal aura that encompasses everything you feel and know about the given subject at a given time, encompasses it and communicates it to you all at once rather than detail by detail. The felt sense is a difficult concept to define with words as language is a linear process and the felt sense is a non-linear experience. Consequently, dimensions of meaning are lost in the attempt to articulate this experience. Yeah. And when I read that, I was like, yes, yes. It's always been tricky for me to try to articulate what, like the, such an experience because there really are no words for it. There are no words for it. And I've done the psychedelics. I've done therapy. I've done meditation. I've done all the things and they've all helped. They've all helped without a shadow of a doubt. And it wasn't until I really started going into my body that I was like, you can't even, there's no words. Like my, my body was speaking to me in a way that was an essence that just yeah. laid that injected me with the knowings that I needed to know. Yeah. Yeah. So yummy. <laughs> so yummy. I read that and I was like, pause, I got to do some backflips before I get back to it. <laughs> yeah. Peter Levine is actually, he's, he's, he's very important in, in the, in the field of psychology and psychotherapy. That's an awesome, that's a really important book. Yeah. So Nicole, with all our guests, we like to ask them what really brought them to this journey. What as a healer, you know, 
we go on our own journeys of ups and downs and spiritual awakenings and depressions, anxieties, whatever comes to it, the human journey, we experience the human journey in such Mm -hmm. a deep way that we then often feel called to share Mm -hmm. our insights and our offerings to everyone who's walking the path with us. Yeah. And for those who are not, us sharing gives them permission, even though like we're not entitled to give entitled to give anyone permission, but us sharing these stories or these insights allows people to be like, oh, okay, I can do that too. And I think that's what's so important about being able to share your truth, but then first like navigate it. And that's kind of how it was for me. I have lived a beautiful life. I have been so blessed but there was a time that i had everything i asked for a secure job a healthy relationship like a good support system and i had all of that and i was extremely unhappy i was it came it came down to me just wanting to completely like derail my life and kind of get rid of like my core values and it was because my core values were created upon validation of others and for since i was as young as I can remember, I took everyone else's truth over my own. And I lived that life for a very, very long time until I realized I had it all and I didn't want any of it. <laughs> so I was living with a beautiful guy. He, he was such a great boyfriend, but I broke up with him, told him to leave, like he had to get out of my house. I started cutting out friendships because it, I was just trying to go back to my truth. And during that time, my best friend, Jana had suggested the four agreements to me. And I was so receptive that that book completely changed my life. And from that book, I was like, okay, so I have been doing, if I were to really be guided by this book, I've been doing everything wrong because I've been taking everything personally. I have not been very conscious of the words that I say super hard on myself all the time. And uh, I forget the the other one, but it'll come. But from that, people just start me, start seeing me shift. And if you can't, if you weren't with me, I had to cut everything out. And during that time, what held me was just that belief of a higher power. And I just kept saying like, God is so, so good. Because during that time I I broke up with this long-term relationship, we would have ended up being engaged and married had I just kept quiet in my head. And that's when faith comes in and grace comes through because whenever you make those decisions that are so difficult to make, life just open its doors for you. And when I broke up with him, you know, that's, that's adding, that's doubling up my, my, all my expenses. We were splitting everything in half. We had a trip planned to Mexico for my cousin's wedding. We had everything booked, the plane tickets, the reservations, we would go for the cheapest one. So cancellation, like leeways and stuff that wasn't a thing we weren't like no we'll be fine we'll be there and i wrote and those were like factors in my mind that i was like okay well i can't break up with him because we have all these things planned like maybe i can wait and then guidance was like no no no, you got to do it i even remember the date that i broke up with him just because like it was i'm a big i'm big on dates for some reason i remember all big small events and that date was march 13th and it was a Tuesday. So it was like Tuesday, the 13th. And in Colombian tradition, that's like the Friday of the 13th. So I was just, uh, that's when I broke up with him. And I was like, I have to do it. And then everything opened up for me. I didn't have to lose any money on flight expenses. 
the hotel was able to just cancel my reservation. I didn't have to pay or be out $700. Like everything was just aligning so perfectly. And that's when I learned to walk with grace and to walk with faith. And from there, even in, even in the darkest moments, because the spiritual journey is difficult. You know, whenever you start like realizing <laughs> how long you've been lying to yourself for, for, you know, like the ego likes to just play and be mean sometimes. And through that things manifests. But um, yeah, after I broke up with them, I was able to just have, I, I wasn't out any money. I think, oh yes, I got a raise because I got let go of my, I got laid off of my job. But then the company that was absorbing my um, position hired me to do that same job with a race. So then money came in. It was just the weirdest, weirdest things that, <laughs> that will just happen. My, wo my world will derail and it will be picked back up right all over again. And um, that's literally how I've been able to just flow. And it's, it's been a flow since. And the more I acknowledge my spirit, the more I am held. And that's really how my life experience has been. But it, it really started with those events and those events have just multiplied themselves through my life. I could go through each one of how Grace just showed up, um, but it will, this will take like the whole evening. Ooh, I had goosebumps so many times throughout that entire explanation or story because that's really it. Like, I feel like we're tapped into the same source because the way that we are going to be guided in a way that just feels like we are living heaven on earth is through a complete surrendering mm -hmm. trust and faith and keep showing up, keep yes. showing up for yourself. Of course, we're mm -hmm. not going to, as we spoke a few podcasts back, it's not like we're trusting and then laying in bed all day. It's like, yeah. we're, no, we're going to act as if, act as if. Mm -hmm and continue to surrender. And the same thing happened. To, that's what, hello, I'm in Los Angeles. I did not know I would be in Los Angeles this time last year. I literally came to visit for two weeks and then I got the message from my guides, you need to stay here just because numbers were a big thing for me too. And it was getting like outrageous how many signs were popping up for me. Literally had no job, had nothing, had no place. So just, just canceled my flight back home. And right after I did that, literally everything started showing up. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what in the world is this? So this is how it goes. You just do all the scary shit and life opens up. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. And through the, through their journey, I was going through looking at the signs, but there still wasn't like a strong relationship with anything. Right. So I still didn't have spirit guides. I mean, I know they've always been there, but I've never reached out to them. Um, the closest thing that I would was just be praying and just God. Even when I open, when I acknowledge my spirit, it, that that term was given to me by my one of my teachers instead of a spiritual awakening is acknowledging the spirit that has always been there. <clears throat> Even then, I would I, I, I didn't quite have like a strong like foundation of guidance or faith, I guess you could say. And then I would just go with just God. And around that process, I was also rejecting Jesus. I was like, not religion, like the Bible's terrible, like, no, 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 none of this. And around that same time, my sister, who's my best friend, um, she was going really, really deep into her Christianity. So her and I used to have like little confrontations because she would try to like throw Jesus at me and I'll be like, no, thanks. No thanks. However, what's so interesting is that through my journey, 
Jesus is my master teacher. Like I recognize him as my spiritual teacher every single, every single day I call him over because through all the times that I rejected his presence and what he represented in a sense, he was always there through all the teachers that I ran into without me looking for them. Because like you said, everything shows up and all my teachers just showed up in my path. It wasn't me like seeking or searching or Google searching. It was just one graceful act or moment to another to another that would lead me to these teachers who all three are very respectful and deeply love Jesus. And not until I realized that, that I thought, all right, let me rebuild my relationship with this master. And I went to Colombia for two months last year. So this is recent, but it really feels like it was like five years ago because like my life feels like it's been so accelerated through the steps that I have taken and the way I've shown up for myself that I went to Colombia to have a whole new, new relationship with Jesus outside of religion and with my motherland of Colombia and just really deeply connecting with all that is. And ever since then, it that is kind of like my faith. Jesus has been my stronghold, my anchor. And it's so crazy to be able to say this and not be, I, I still feel resistance in my body because of the whole, the whole way that Jesus was pictured and presented. And the biggest testimony that I have is in when I got my yoga teacher certification, I was my peers, two of them are trans and one of them had an awful experience with them. Awful. Like he was raised Southern Baptist and it was, it was just, he, it was a traumatic experience. And in that space, because I was given this gift of being able to hold sacred safe space, he was able to recognize Jesus and he did the Honoponono with Jesus. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Wow, and wow. he did it like I like I'm sorry and he would say why he's sorry please forgive me he'll say why please forgive me like he did the whole thing with a giant cross around too and and I told him I was like if you can do this you 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 are going to change the world because these two worlds don't combine wow and it, it's amazing and it's all about saying yes to what show is showing up can you because people do get people stumble a lot when it comes to like oh you know when you ask people like if they're spiritual or or they're religious or like do you have faith like so much of like what we consider faith to be is religion like religion took ownership of faith and even in Jesus right like it's just it's been in Jesus's image and words has been kind of taken been owned by Catholicism, by, by all these religions. And so, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's hard for people to wrap their head around, like, you know, how can you have a relationship with Jesus if it's not what the church, how the church described it and how, how can this, I mean, at the end of the day, I guess it just goes to seeing him as like a spirit, a master spirit, right? Like Christ consciousness mm -hmm. and being able to tap into Christ consciousness outside the confines of religion and knowing that it doesn't have to be one or the other. Exactly. Exactly. And my teacher, uh, Misty Dion, she said it perfectly when she's my yoga teacher and life teacher. She said, she said it perfectly because she had a Christian background and they asked her, Oh, well, how, how are you able to handle like yoga and 
Christianity all at the same time. And then she's like, because they're coming from the same place. I don't have to separate them. I don't have to, they're, they're already coming from that space of love. There's no need for me to compartmentalize or put all these different parts of me in boxes when they all, they make all of me. And her saying that gave me permission to even feel that. And it's crazy. The word like give yourself permission, like it, it is true. So unfortunately, sometimes we have to see people doing it to think that we can do it ourselves. And that retreat, that same retreat uh, with my trans friend brother, um, it was the same retreat where I, I, I was allowed, I, I allowed myself to talk about how I, I, I somehow I felt conflicted because of my spiritual journey, but then also like Jesus coming in through hot and like supporting everything that I'm doing. And he was never gone. It took me two and a half years in my spiritual journey to fully accept him, but he was always there. And it makes me want to cry because it's like, I rejected him so much and he was, he, he still showed up. Oh, okay. I'm not coming through with this teacher. I'll send you to another one and I'll send you to another one until you finally see that I'm, I'm allowed to be part of your life with, even though with all the other things that you want to believe in <laughs> and that you want to follow. What is the, what is the difference for you between the relationship that you discovered, the personal relationship that you discovered with this master teacher mm -hmm. with Jesus versus the relationship that was initially presented to you through, I guess, Catholicism. I yeah, it was Catholicism. Yeah. And what, it, there was just a lot of rules. So with, with my sister and my mom, I would be like, I respect Jesus. He, he is the epitome of what we could be as humans. He's the perfect example of where we can go. <laughs> but he makes it, it really, really freaking hard to ever get there. But that's, that's literally all as I saw him. Because outside of that, it just came with all these rules and all these opportunities to bring judgment and separation. And not until I started discovering it myself and even reading the Bible on my own, could I actually identify in times that Jesus was talking about love, like infinite love, where he would talk about the chakras in a very normalized way. You know, um, there was a verb. I, and I'm not, I'm not an expert on the Bible or anything. I'm just now rebuilding my relationship around that and finding the truth, the loving truth behind all the words that are written on there. But there were times that I would see that he said, he, he talked about the eye chakra and saying that that was the light of the soul. And he said the word I instead of eyes in it. I'd have to find that proverb and send it to you guys later. But like things like that is just like, okay, it's all about your perspective and for me, I, I just started seeing him in my in my meditations and in my visions too as my companion. So like someone that was always there, like sitting with you, it, it's just beautiful. And like now I'm able to like, I, I feel his embrace if I need it. If I feel lonely, I'm like, okay, God, I feel lonely. And it's Jesus that comes through and it's embracing me and giving me that sense of comfort that I can give myself through him versus trying to look at it in other ways through like, Tinder or through whatever, all the other ways that I could find comfort, quote unquote, yeah, versus what I could, I could provide myself with. I love that. And I relate to that so much because I remember we would go to church all the time and people would pray to Jesus. People would pray to God. And for me, it was just this like fictional white dude with brown hair and a white robe. And I'm like, what? I, I just, it could never fit into my mind. 
And then I remember being in my early 20s and cry, like having done the 10 day Vipassana meditation retreat, hundreds of hours of meditation, having done, you know, whatever. And I was crying to some of my friends because I'm like, how are you so spiritual? Like, I don't, what even is that? How do you even start that? I don't even know how to get there. Like, I know that I am, I believe that I'm a spirit, but just feeling so lost and feeling, how do, how do these people believe in angels so blindly? How do these people, like, is it just because they're just following a scripture? I, I couldn't grasp it. And the whole, I've been hearing lately, you know, people talking about Jesus, Sophia, Mary Magdalene, all people who have just tapped into Christ consciousness themselves and are guides for us here on earth. So all of that to say, you know, if anyone just now how I see it as well is like, I don't see, I don't see Jesus as this one only God that everyone needs to follow. He is someone else who has mastered his own experience, forgiven all it exists and resides in nothing but pure love and has tapped into Christ consciousness. So if that is your guide, then that is your guide. If Sophia is your guide, if your grandma is your guide, who whoever it is, hmm. it is so, so personal. And it's not this image that the church created by any means. The church has just destroyed, in my opinion, the image and the connection that we could potentially have by adding all of these parameters and punishments Okay. Have you guys Googled Christ consciousness? I just, I'm like, okay, there's this word. I have a, I have a feeling that I, 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 I sense into what, what did it I is. tell you? This I'm woman like, has 20 you? brains and one. Paul's my encyclopedia. Really. <laughs> She's just so on top of it. She really yes. is. But so, and it's exactly what we're talking about. Higher consciousness. Um, hold on. Christ consciousness is, is basically another word for higher consciousness and what we've known is. So it's the consciousness mm-hmm. of God. Or the part of the human mind that is capable of transcending animal instinct. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, he was the, he he was the exa- the perfect example of how to be a human being, for me. And and he and what you were saying, Valentina, is yes. What we need is just for those who are going on a spiritual journey. It's so important for them to have a guide, you know. And whenever uh, I I'm like I pray over people and that I feel like that are lost, I pray that they find their master whoever that is. We have so many masters. For me, it was Jesus. That's that's who called for me in this life as Nicole Dominguez. My spiritual master teacher is Jesus, and that's who I get to follow and who I get to call in and who I get to just always have with me. And what a, what a gift. What a gift it is to be able to have someone in that spiritual realm for you. And I believe that we all have one that we can, that's calling onto us. And my invitation here is to go towards what you're resisting because I resisted him for a very long time and not until I fully accepted him. And to even do that, I had to accept all parts of me and also voice out all the wrong that I've done for myself. And it's called repentant that I was able to fully embody that love that that master holds. Yeah. And to invite in, if you don't even know where to start, just ha- set the intention in your mind to be open to what you don't know, open to guidance mm-hmm. that is not clear to you right now. And as long as you hold that intention, I promise you it'll start trickling in. Yeah. You know, and like 
I'm always thinking because like, you know, my clinical brain chimes in and it's like, okay, so people are tuning in for a podcast on mental health. And here we are talking about, which I mean, we've been doing for a while now, but very blatantly talking about spirituality and religion and Jesus. And it's like, how do the, you know, because even therapists, it's like, you have to learn to be very um, objective. You can't be throwing your beliefs onto your clients. So it's like, for a long time, especially in the Western world, mental health and psychology, it's like separation of church and state. So mental health and psychology and spirituality and religion have been actively divorced from each other. And even as I'm saying that, I'm like, ooh, like there's something dark going on. <laughs> because how- It's like dun, I dun, dun. <laughs> okay, because like, we're not saying shoving any beliefs down anybody's throat, but anxiety and depression is like literally at its root is this like disconnection from like from life, disconnection from other, disconnection from feeling like you're held. Yeah. I mean, that's what anxiety ultimately is. It's just you're if you're really in the throes of depression and anxiety, you feel like this like floating little. Yo, there's a dog. Our last three podcasts, we've had dogs just chime in. I love it. Symbolism of dogs. That's how my mind works. <laughs> um, when you're in the throes of anxiety and depression or any kind of like real mental health struggle, you feel that you're like this floating, solitary being just somehow. And you got to figure out a way to make it through this very uncertain, mysterious terrain. But like, this is all on you and you better control all of it or you can't reach out or whatever. Like, you're just fully autonomous within yourself. And there's something about that that like the human psyche does not mm -hmm. take well to. We're not meant to be alone. Like, that's the thing. And like we, we have especially uh, individualistic cultures have really rooted that. AKA me too. <laughs> like I, for a so long, I, and I, and I still, that's still a shadow that I have that I have to be so independent and get everything done on my own. And I like sometimes can like just carry the world on my shoulders when I realize, like, dude, you already know that you're so held spiritually and in physicality. Like I have a wonderful support system, but somehow there's still that conditioning in my brain that I have to do this all on my own to make it to be worthy of it or to, yeah, for it to, to be worthy of it. That's all that could come through. And it's, and it's, that's, that's like the biggest lie we could have ever tell ourselves that we're meant to do life on our own. I think that that we have just, the way that the society has played out is it's, it's re-traumatizing us over and over and over again, thinking that we have to do it on our own, mm -hmm. thinking that we are not part of a tribe, thinking that the only way to really help ourselves is going to be taking everything on and looking at our ability to be resilient as a sign of great mental health and success in this life. That's just backwards. We don't need to reword that. We need to throw that out completely mm -hmm. and understand that we were, yeah, we were never meant to do this alone. We were never meant to do this alone. And something that, that Peter Levine talks about in that book that I mentioned is about how trauma happens when the soul leaves the body. And we have separated the two for so long and not seeing them as this one whole entity. 
and also adding repercussions to the soul if we do things wrong, quote unquote, sinning, you know? So it's just having to really turn back to ourselves and, and think, what, what are my beliefs for real without believing, like you said, Nicole, everything that has been given to me when really, really, really look at it and start playing around with constructing new belief systems that actually support you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, mental health is not just like, it's almost insulting. (laughs) You know, now I think about it, like Western psychology saying that just always kind of throwing it to it's a chemical imbalance. Yeah. Yeah. This is not just a chemical imbalance. If you are lonely your brain will get unbalanced, but it's because Mm -hmm. you are lonely. You know, if you are in survival mode, your brain will get unbalanced, but that is because you are in survival mode. It's not just like it, it, we've been looking at it backwards and it just is not, it's not (laughs) like you may have more of a propensity, you know, my brain under stress is might have nuances that yours doesn't. But it's so much bigger than that. Like the chemical imbalance part is just a small fraction totally. of what this whole thing I mean, is. I remember back when I was on antidepressants and I remember talking to friends and telling them like, yeah, like this is just how I am. This is, I don't know, maybe, you know, my a lot of my family members for generations have been on antidepressants. So um, I don't know. We just have, we just have depression. We just have anxiety. And it wasn't until I reconstructed my environment and reconstructed a lot of my belief systems that I remember being like, this is nuts. The anxiety and the depression is gone. I'm not on any medication. Like how did it just like, what a lie that it is only something that is just passed down and in your brain. Like there are so many more factors that have to do with that. And even the reason why faith came so strongly today is I got some news that was pretty like the floor had been taken out from under me for a minute And I had to just like ground myself because then again, I felt the old symptoms that were more chronic when I was younger of like, oh my God, we're like, like just, I stopped thinking. I stopped being able to think. I was like literally walking in circles in my kitchen. And I'm like, well, Tina, (laughs) I was like, (laughs) sit down, literally. So I went and I grabbed my tarot cards and I sat down and I just imagined myself rooting myself back down into the earth allowing my body to center itself again, knowing that from that state, nothing good is going to, like, I'm not going to come up with any answers, you know, from, (laughs) from the state of anxiety. So after I rooted myself, drew some tarot cards and called on my guides and pulled in, I was like, okay, this is when the faith really comes in. I mean, it's always, always drawn it, but in these moments is really, really, really when the faith comes in. And I'm all good again. No, <laughs> no, yeah. but I am. I am. I mean, Gucci. dude, that is so wild. Like the fact that you said that you've never done that in our openings, no. like said, you've never done that in our openings. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Like, because of I Nicole mean, or it's, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, and I'll, I'll show you yeah. guys here. Like, this is one of the first things that I see every morning and I, the viewers or the listeners won't be able to see, but like, that's the first word faith like these are like my yeah these are affirmations that I like that were given these are words that were given to me by my peers at the retreat uh but the first one starts here with faith and then it'll trickle down but every single day that I do my morning practice like it starts with that because without that then then that means I'm on my own 
yeah. I'm not, I'm not inviting, I'm not inviting like the, the possibilities of miracles, which is like the, the interconnection, just you, the moment you return to faith, you accept that you're completely interconnected with the entire exactly. universe. And that's what I said in, I, in my story, you know, is that, you know what, let's set this intention. And this is what I do often. And then I look up to the, to the sky, to the universe. And I'm like, I don't know how this is going to solve itself. I don't know how this is going to happen. And that's okay. And I trust that all is aligning for me because it's already aligned. It's already yours. Oh, and as I was saying that, and as I was really sitting in that meditation and regrounding myself, I could feel my, my literal frequency raising and I could feel my heart opening and I could feel myself grounding. And I'm like, oh, yes, yes. You always fucking, <laughs> you dude, I wanted to explode. I was like, you're always holding me. Like, this is gnarly. You're, I, I love you. I love you. And also pulled a tarot card. Then I was like, let me reshuffle this. Cause like, maybe was that the right one? After reshuffling it, pulled the exact same tarot card. And I'm like, let me just, y'all got me. Let me just breathe. Y'all got me. Like this is you're so, so real. Held. Yeah, so you're held. so held. You're so held. Well, and when I, the moment that I was like, oh, Nicole needs to come on the podcast. We were, we were doing our little hike and um, the hike was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and when you, the moment you go, you're like a, a big thing. The big thing that you said that stood out to me was it's not the what or how it's the why. It's the why of why you want, why you want to do the things that you're going to do. When we start worrying about the how, then we give, uh, we give a ball for our ego to play with and tell you all the wrong things that can happen in the house. When there is a why, a bigger why than you, then everything just comes. I mean, my why is to serve in whatever shape, way or form is to serve God is to serve higher consciousness, to be a beacon for others to get closer to their inner wisdom and to their inner God. And, um, and when I just stay true to that, like, I, I, I know that like life will just work itself out because I have no evidence that it wouldn't. <laughs> My life this last three years has shown me that I can do whatever I want in a sense. And it's amazing. And I don't want to jinx it or anything. And I'm not because it, it's all because I always come back to I'm serving. This is outside of me. I'm here to serve. Like, even when I do go on trips, like to have adventures, like, because my soul needs this, so I can get in a space where I can be of service. And even through every experience, again, I, I provide that space that people just sh share to me their whole life story. And they come out with something, even without you know, payment. <laughs> like, it's just, that's how it is. Airplane rides. I get super excited since the four agreements cha changed my life for me. I always carry a four agreements book in case I have a deep conversation with someone in an airplane and I can give them that book. Wow. Because it's that book was just so that's amazing so to me. And I've, I've done it. And there was one time that the person next to me was actually already reading it. So it's just like, so life is just so, 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 so beautiful. And, and it's always going back to the why and if the why has nothing to do with you and more to do for the all then you're on track and you just gotta you know take action show up for yourself move going your edge but don't worry about the how so much because then you you eventually miss your chance miss your exit by thinking about the house i fully believe that when we are in alignment with the universe and we are an offering for the universe, an offering to the universe that 
I mean, we're all, we're always going to be held no matter what, but that's when we really, really see like there's, if the universe is working through us, there's no way we're not going to be held. There's just no way. Yeah. And I guess it's like, if, if the why is going to bring us closer to love, there's no reason, like, you know, just to simplify it the most, you know, because I think if I just imagine people like, well, am I serving? You know, like the ego complicating even yes. that statement. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I, I that, that could be a way to simplify mm-hmm. it. Like, is this taking me closer, like in the direction of love? Yeah. And if it is, then I can probably yeah. trust it. Yeah. Um, one of one of my sisters from the retreat, uh, she gave us shirts that said, what would love do? And I love that. And it's like, yeah, that's the simplest thing. It all comes back to, to love. And also allowing yourself to witness the miracles that you get to see every day. When you witness the miracles, more will come. But if you're ignoring them, then the universe is like, all right, why am I going to keep like providing to someone who's not even giving attention to me? <laughs> like, that's kind of how I see it in a sense. So every day I choose to like acknowledge a miracle. My miracle today was the fact that my legs can like run and for 20 minutes straight after not running for a while, like that's a miracle to me. And I, and that I allow myself to just simmer in that. Like our bodies are miracles. Like the heck, like the fact that we can just use our fingers and that our thumb can be connected to our neck and all these like, all the abstract that comes in the human body. Like we are a miracle every day. This human existence and everything in it is nothing short of a miracle. And I love, love, love that you said allowing yourself to witness because our brain is going to, like if we set the intention, and this is something I literally do every single morning is I invite in miracles. And I say, I'm like, I invite in miracles and I invite in creative solutions to all of everything. Just bring it in, like I'm open. Then when you set that intention, you actually start witnessing them. You start seeing them. The you, you'll They'll come up for you more and you'll be able to, you won't miss them. Our brain can either choose to acknowledge them or it can choose to ignore them. But the, ignore them. But the more that we acknowledge them, the more that we acknowledge them and the more that we acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. So it's just this loop of just being open to all of the divine circumstances that are really here in your life to see you rise and to see you keep going and growing. Yeah, I challenge us to to do that and then write down like the coincidences to me, synchronicities. I don't believe in the word coincidence. And as as you notice that more will come. And one I would love to share is um, I, so from that same retreat, I just got back from actually facilitating or helping facilitate that same retreat for four other students. And during that time, I was also working my nine to five. So again, there's these two worlds of Nicole, her nine to five, like grind and then her spiritual like retreat yoga teacher grind and they all came together last week and i was able to do it all i did it all like fantastically i want to give myself like a good pat in the back but what was so lovely about it was that my teacher she was just like you remind me of lakshmi and she's a a hindu uh, goddess and she wasn't fully sure of what all she represented i looked it up later and she represented abundance but the reason why she thought of Lakshmi was because she's holding all these things at the same time and yet like being so aligned and standing straight up. And I was just like, okay, I was like, sure, I'll receive that. Not sure who Lakshmi is. So then my, my peer t- shows me a picture of, or a, a art of her. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. 
And then the next day we're pulling these uh, Hindu cards for our students uh, that it's like a Hindu postcard that they sent to themselves. And the fourth student grabbed hers. And then I looked to my right and there was a loose postcard and it was Lakshmi. So then I was like, I guess that one's mine because it was it wasn't even attached to the book. It was already loose. So when I opened the book again, like there she was. And I wish I had her right now, but I'll, I'll send you guys a picture of her later. And then later on, towards the end of the retreat, uh, one of our students is an Ayurveda yoga teacher. And I op she brought this huge binder of Ayurveda and I open it and it opens right at Lakshmi again. So like for her, like that's the little miracles that I receive. And that is the sign that the universe is telling me that you can do it all and you're doing it and that I'm supporting you. And that's why, you know, even though I have Jesus as like my spiritual master teacher, I'm still open to all channels of guidance and allowing myself to do that is so beautiful. Like get out of all these rules that we've been given, like enough is enough. <laughs> and this whole survival mode, like our ancestors have already been doing this for us. They've already been in survival mode. So then we don't no longer have to be in it. So we can actually rejoice in just being. So it's a lot of acknowledgement, a lot of acknowledgement and allowing to witness and then more will reap. Yeah. And you'll see it. That's so I beautiful. woke up this morning in one of my dreams last night. I didn't even like it wasn't a thing. I wasn't I didn't wake up and remember my dream. I was going through my day and then it was after I got the the shattering news that I was my dream came flooding into my mind and it's funny because literally it was me and my mom and we were like going out to restaurants just living a regular like it was a very regular dream just doing regular things and every time we would have a question or every time like we were at a restaurant didn't know what to answer the answer to every single thing was 111 <laughs> It was like we didn't know what to eat and then the 111 would just be this knowing that would came in we didn't know where to go next on our day's adventure 111 would come in the answer to everything was 111 and i was like what the fuck does 111 mean i remembered that after that news that i got and it was just talking about like manifesting you're really manifesting your life so hold true to what you believe and i'm just things like that like they're just open your eyes to what's already there for you because they're little winks and nudges from the universe it's like baby girl, we got you. We got you fully. Yeah, those stories are, it's its so inspiring. Actually, I'll tell the story of when, when right before we went on our hike, I had just told, um, I just told Nicole the story about this dream that I had about, and I've had jaguars visit me, like felines visit me in my dreams and like my trance sessions. It's happened quite a few times. And I had one specific dream. I think I told you about this, Valentina, where I was on the head of a cliff. And it's like my worst nightmare <laughs> is falling off a cliff. Like that's that's just like, I don't know if that shit happened in my past life or I don't know what, but that one just that one is there. And I was on a cliff and I was on this very like thin edge of the cliff. And I was just like, oh, my God, I have to, like, be very, very balanced because any any sudden movements, I could fall off this cliff. And this jaguar started walking up to me, this black jaguar. And I was just like, I in those moments, every time that happens in my dreams or trans sessions, I'm just like, I know I should be scared. But actually, I feel very relieved to see this animal, even though I'm, like, on this very thin edge of this cliff. Like, I should be scared that a jaguar is coming up to me, but this feels very relieving. And I turned around, and there was this line of, of lion-like creatures just sitting behind me. 
um, just in a line. And also I was just like, I should be scared, but I feel very relieved right now. Um, so it felt like a lot of protection. And then we were, we were arriving at the mountain that we were going to hike. And right before we turned the corner, there was literally five lion statues in a line just lined up right after I told Nicole the story. Wow. Love that. Okay. And we were like, we were like North Georgia. Like I was like, we're tip like what you would expect are like the, like the bears, you know, like the smoky mountain bear. Yeah. Or, but not like lions. And I was like, you see, universe is always literally in a line. Wow. Literally just like my dream. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it's wild. The, the communication is there. Yeah, we're always yeah. It's and it's funny because even even when I wasn't listening, the universe was listening. Because I remember after our, our heartbreak, I told myself, I just want to be. I just want life to be simple. I just want a regular marriage. I just want a safe job. I want. I. I. I that's what I want. I'm just gonna. And in a sense, I knew as I was saying it, I knew that it was like I want to settle because this just feels so much easier. And I was given all that. <laughs> I was literally given all that. And as now as I'm looking back and I hated everything, I hated everything within me because it was so not aligned. My heart and my head were not aligned. And uh, it was even that I manifested. I manifested this safe, beautiful relationship and this safe work job and this safe life. And even then I was just like, when I got it, I was like, nah, let's just burn shit down and rebuild. So the power of, of manifestation is, it's, it's a thing. It's real. It's so, so real. How do we not scare people though? Because <laughs> like people that have OCD, I mean, that's just not, you know, the mind comes up with a million intrusive things for a lot of people. So just from that angle, there's that part of me that's like, it can't be that direct of a line because the like it, it can't like i also believe that there's a collective consciousness of mm-hmm. fear that's permeating the environment and like the air that we breathe right so like all those thoughts any fearful thought that you've ever had there's a million other humans that have had the same thought so like there's also a collective consciousness so maybe if we refine that it's like the more conscious you are the more that you find stillness mm-hmm that's when you're actually picking your thoughts. And those are the thoughts that are manifesting. Cause it can't be that barrage of intrusive. Right. Right. It's like, like, that's going to terrify sure, people. For sure. Right? No, I mean, we don't manifest from our thoughts. If we did, this world would be a nutty. We manifest from our subconscious beliefs. Mm-hmm. So if we can really rework the trauma, rework all of our beliefs, align ourselves back to love, to our natural states, you start seeing things really, 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 really play out in a big way. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I guess like the subconscious, right? It's like, that's what, the difference between stillness. Like the mo- if we can find that stillness, we can tap into the operating system. Yes. But even in that stillness, I feel like the, the, the thoughts may still come through, like, or those beliefs that we have adapted are still at play. So a big thing for me is, shadow work in a sense but being able to allow all parts of you to be with you as you manifest and honestly i'm not a huge person on manifesting like even like i'm i've i have manifested a lot of my life uh, but it's not like i did a ritual or anything around that it was just kind of the way it played out but if people are really are looking into doing manifest 
work. I, I think it's important for them to just accept all parts of them to be here and then start small and then be, be an experiment. Start journaling start journaling things and then be able to go back to them and see what you have created. Uh, vision boards is also a thing. I created my first vision board since like middle school, like this year. And I already see parts of it like playing out. <laughs> and it's like, you know, even let, let them be just small things so then you can cherish them and you can pause and cherish them before you're trying to manifest the next thing. Yeah. Um, I love what you said about the shadow work because well can you explain shadow work for our listeners yeah so shadow work to me is just accepting and bringing in all those parts of ourselves that we are rejecting that we are neglecting that we don't want it to be part of us for me my shadows is validation 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 that was that has been like my biggest one because i hid my voice for so long like even yeah, that's like, that's a whole different story. But yeah, I hid my voice for so long. And like part of my journey is discovering that my gift is also my voice and being able to speak to it. But before I, I need, I wanted validation so bad that I just kept quiet and I kept doing everything that everyone else was doing mm. instead of what I wanted to do. Another um, shadow part of me is that I think that I have to do everything on my own. Are you a Virgo? I, I, no. <laughs> okay, don't tell me. I'm guessing at the end. Keep going. You think you have to do everything on your own? <laughs> yeah, that I have to do everything on my own or that it's all on me. That's another shadow aspect of me. But yeah, I think the biggest one that's coming out right now is validation. So it's just part those parts of us that we don't want to admit. You know, it's like, oh, I don't want to admit that I need validation. Like that looks so weak. Yeah. You know, and like by doing that, I'm like just repressing it more and more and it's going to come out and play out. But if I just see it like, oh, validation. You just want attention like that's that's all that you need like it's okay you can come here i'll give you attention and that's me taking care of my own shadows and to to be able to change that i have to see it for what it is and then i can let light come through and absorb it yeah yes so many of us are living like our, our body our souls have fragmented in a bunch of different pieces mm -hmm. and the way that I see manifestation and the way that we really start working on that is when we call back the parts of our souls that we've lost mm -hmm. and align ourselves to live really wholly. So, and that means doing the shadow work, meeting ourselves where we are at and not believing that where we're at is broken. It's just where we're at. Yes. And we can get tools to help us feel more whole. We can restructure our beliefs to come back to a place of love and not fear. We can change environments to live in a place that's not consistently re-traumatizing ourselves. We can bring in these practices to really keep us on our path every single day. We can align ourselves to the things that feel easy and feel really good and align ourselves to our purpose rather than white knuckling our way through the world. And once we start calling all these different parts of ourselves back in, that's when we really start aligning to the frequency of manifesting because now we are whole beings that actually understand the language because manifestation is a frequency. You can't be, well, you can, I don't know, but I, I, I certainly wasn't in my anxious, depressed, horrible job state being like, and now I'm going to manifest this like amazing thing that's going to come through, you know, maybe at that point I would be like, okay, I'm going to just set the, that's when the intention comes in. I'm going to just set the intention that 
something better for me is going to come along and I'm going to show up every single day for myself. So it's, it's steps. It's really steps. Like start with, start walking the baby steps with yourself. So the more integrated, the more integrated and kind of whole within yourself that you are with all, with those shadows, with those, just every aspect of your soul, the more of, um, the more you can step into that conscious creator. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Beautiful way to simplify it, Paula. Yeah. And before we close up, we would love to ask you, as we do with all of our listeners, what does mental health mean for you right now? Integration. Integration. It's, yeah, accepting all parts of us, all parts of us, and remember that we're whole. We are, like, regardless of our stories and everything, like, we are all whole. And like, that's the beautiful stuff that I love about my work is like seeing the person in the wholeness that they are. And it's like, it, it's, it, it was never God. It was just the stories and like the circumstances and everything that like our ego has gone through that makes us think that we're broken or that we need fixing. But once we can just tap into the wholeness that we are, even with all the messiness, all the joy, then we can just be. So that's mental health to me. It's allowing, it's integrating all parts of me to allow myself to be. I love that. That's so, so beautiful, beautiful and powerful. Where can everyone find you? Um, they can find me on Instagram. Uh, I like the word of mouth right now. Uh, I eventually have a website up, but it's not, um, I'm not reaching too fast forward it. So Instagram at Mevolve Coaching, M-E-V-O-L-V-E. And I already know you are a beautiful coach. I've never done a session with you, but just from this conversation, like you get it and you can, I can see that you hold a space of just pure unconditional love. And I can say when I had a therapist, she, the, the thing that healed me was the unconditional love that she provided. Yes, the tactics, yes, the words, yes, the whatever, but it was the love that she saw in me and, and held that I was able to really bloom from. And I see that in you. So anyone who gets to work with you, y'all sign up because she's amazing. <laughs> I <laughs> Thank feel you. it. I received yeah. that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for the space. Oh, of course. We're so happy that you came on and, and jumped on with us. So yeah. yeah. Valentina, are you going to do your Zodiac your, sign? Group? Okay. So I have two that are popping up. This one's tricky, but I have two that are popping up for me. And I don't know if I'm right, but I'm just going to just go ahead and say them. Cancer or Taurus? I knew it. I knew it. You knew yes, you were wrong. I knew I was wrong because I can't <laughs> read her. Mean? What do you mean? Even when she's wrong, even when she's wrong, you, you're right by knowing that you're wrong. I was, so I was about to say, now can y'all guess what I am? That was such an increased move. <laughs> I'm right, but I already knew you were wrong. You had to tell me I was wrong. Uh, I'm in, bro, I'm in Aries through. I don't know how much you know about Aries, but I'm in Aries through and through. Let me guess. Uh, you know, I really can't. <laughs> this one's tricky for me. The, originally, when we first signed on, I was going to say Pisces. And then I was like, is that Pisces? Mm-mm. Oh. I'm so curious of why the water uh, signs come through, though. So that's the thing. The water Definitely signs not a water sign. Coming through <laughs> for me because because just your level of openness, fluidity, femininity, and, and receptiveness. And the, I said Taurus, because you feel very grounded. Your energy feels grounded to me. So are you an earth sign? God damn. Yeah. You're you're Aquarius. Are you an Aquarius? (laughs) She's an Aquarius. (laughs) 
So I'm right. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I am right, but my process of elimination. We got there. We got there. Yes. I'm an Aquarius uh, sun and then the rest is Sagittarius and a lot of Capricorn. I swear Sagittarius was coming through for Here me. Here we go. <laughs> Dude, this is me as like a fucking psychic. Could you imagine? Pay me $20 and this is what you get. <laughs> yeah. There's been other times where you've just been on it. I think... I wonder if when if the further people go on their healing journey, the more that they just become, maybe not, I'm just talking out my ass here, <laughs> but, but maybe like the more that we become like less of like the sign and you're just more like just the consciousness. I don't think For so. Sure. Cause sister Cody exists in Christ consciousness. That man does. And he is the Libra and I guess not. <laughs> I know as I'm saying it I'm like oh, I don't know I think I'm I feel like that it is with the Enneagram um the Enneagram numbers but yeah maybe not Zodiac I feel like those are two very dude Sagittarius yeah. is coming through for me heavy but I I was actually gonna ask you this I swear you guys put a lie detector on me that you <laughs> I was gonna ask you if Sagittarius was somewhere in your chart because well duh but like multiple times in your chart because I just felt it in your top three in your top three um, I think Aquarius is a pretty enigmatic what design mean? to me though. It, like it's hard to like put oh, yeah. like an expectation of how or who or how yep. they show up. That's kind of it's kind of like the the alien of the the zodiac, the astrology. That's so yeah. real. That is so real. That actually, and it, yeah. we're paradoxes too, because we're like the water carriers, but then we're an air sign. Like for yeah. the for the longest time, yeah. I thought I was a water sign until like I got actually into astrology, and then I was like, oh, I'm I've been air this whole time. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like our brother. He's he's an Aquarius. He's he's a he's a walking paradox. <laughs> oh my god, is he ever? <laughs> he's so. <laughs> One day he'll let us interview. He won't do it now. But one day um, he'll let us interview him and just literally, I feel like he could make a movie out of his life. He doesn't, does not make sense yeah. in the be most beautiful way. Um, but yeah, I have another yeah. friend who's an Aquarius and I literally, she's like the only person that I have to ask her what her sign is again, like all the time. I'm like, for some reason it doesn't stick. <laughs> so yeah. And the grounding is, uh, there's a lot of Capricorn in me. Mm. So like I am oh, able yeah. to like hold space. I'm a very, I have a very grounding energy and I know that for sure. And I own it. And I love before I used to be so afraid of it, AKA like 10 years ago, which is really just five months ago. But, uh, <laughs> I used to be so terrified of like being told that I was like the rock on, on, on my friends because I provided so much grounding energy. Uh, but now I'm owning to it. I'm, I'm really, I'm really stepping into that. And it's, it's really yummy to do but before I was terrified, I was like, I don't, uh -uh, don't, don't rely on me on grounding. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> I can't be your rock. Yeah, now you, I'm you, embracing it a little more. Yeah, you, you are pretty grounding. I can attest yeah, to that. You are. I feel it. And something that actually when you said this earlier, I was going to pop in with this and you just said it again. Now it's great. Is that you said that like five years ago or 10 years ago feels or that your time has accelerated and it feels like forever ago. And I was listening to a podcast on manifestation and she was talking about how she literally went from like just a few $9,000 one year to $600,000 the next year. And now that's her job is like helping people manifest because, and she thought one of the main things she talks about is timeline jumping on how, when you really align to your purpose and your path and you really fix your beliefs and you do all that integration work that we spoke about, you timeline jump really, really quickly. 
into your purpose in a really deep way. So we, you know, time is an illusion. Time is real because we're here in the 3D, but time is, don't be fixated if anyone is listening on, on the timeline of it. Just get aligned to yourself and all will play out in very quick, magical, accelerated ways. How willing am I to do that? That's, that's the question you can ask yourself every day of how willing am I to step into my full potential, into my life's purpose? Yes. Yeah. Like give yourself a percentage. How willing am I? Because then that just goes, goes ahead and lets your everything else come behind it by just setting that precedent. How willing am I to step into my life's purpose? I'm 100% then yes, you, you show up to yourself, you show up for yourself and then the university is going to open all the doors. You'll get, I don't even know how I've been able to handle life <laughs> if I'd like really just write a book about it. But yeah, time is an illusion. I've, it's, it's an illusion. And, and yeah. That's what Alexander James, who he was on our podcast about, he's a quantum healing mm -hmm. coach or quantum co How do you say it? I, I just smiled because one of my teachers, she, she does like Dr. Susan Rossi. She is all the yumminess about quantum leaps and yes, yes. like manifestation and such a wise woman. She stays love of Ackworth, Georgia. She mm. was part of the, the reason why I am where I am today. Um, mm. I forget what the exact term is, but, but Alexander, he is all about quantum leaping. Quantum healing. Yeah. Just quantum. We're probably not going to say the exact term, um, but Alexander, quantum healing. Alexander, you hear this, conscious I'm sorry. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, y'all are fucking up my title left and right. He works a lot with the subconscious. Mm -hmm. And I was actually had a phone conversation with him not too long ago. And the number one thing that he said to me was, um, what are you being? Like, how are you being about it? It's about being. Mm -hmm. So you talk about, you know, willing, how willing are you to show up? And, and it's like, yeah, what are you? being about it don't talk like just being is stepping into it fully mm. act as if and i love here, that then you put yourself on the timeline of that instead of what are you doing about it what are you being about it that's an that's a question to the essence of you to the soul not the ego for him for the ego to be like what am i doing what am i doing am i showing up am i waking are up you? every morning am i meditating how are you being how are you being with yourself oh i love that so much Yes. Thank you for sharing that. We have arrived back at the Colombian passion. <laughs> <laughs> you sparked it. We all get fired up with this one. Yes, yeah. Fully, fully. Yeah. <sighs> and I, I just want to just bow down to you girls just because I, I do feel like it is important for us to, as Latinas, to show up for this um, part of life. And I feel like our culture is not fully aware of the potential that we all hold as human beings and um yeah i just wanna i want to encourage you guys to maybe host one in spanish in the future i don't know this came through in my run because i knew i was going to talk to you guys so obviously i wanted to let all the juices flow um and one of my forms of meditation is through movement um but yeah because because the latino culture it needs to hear this needs to hear that we can be integrative beings and still be religious and spiritual and be all the things, but like about giving permission to, to them. So. Valentina, we're going to have to go spend. We're like going to have to because. <laughs> Cause all my, my, my vocabulary 
and my control of language in English is significantly more advanced <laughs> than it is in Spanish. Um, so like I'm jump, I'm gonna jump on in Spanish and be like, just just believe in yourself. And that might- We're gonna be like, spirit exists. If you want me to elaborate, I need you to just believe. I will not elaborate. My very fiery, fiery, fiery Colombian aunt who has been asking us to do this since we began is going to hear this and she is going to blow up our messages now that you just said oh, that. She's gonna she's, blow up our phone. Oh my, and so yeah. is our mom. It puede ser en Spanglish. But maybe that's can be in Spanglish. Maybe, <laughs> we you should know, do like, it in Spanglish. <laughs> because Wait, the people, the people who that. can speak Spanglish and they can fully speak Spanish, if they can share the messages and the insights that come from just listening to people have these type of conversations, it, it, it'll be a domino effect. It's just, just show up. You know, I, I mean, love I'm feeling, that. Honestly, I'm feeling... <laughs> I'm feeling like we can do Spanglish for now, but also like, and maybe this is just me procrastinating into perfectionism, but I'm like, maybe it's just a calling that like at some point we sooner than later, hopefully just, we need to spend an extended amount of time like in Colombia. Oh no, I've been wanting to do this. So I'm so down. And honestly, this is what happens when our cousins come to visit. I'll spend just three days speaking in straight Spanish and everything comes flooding back. Mm -hmm. So it's in us. We just have to do it. <laughs> I just have to go there, read in Spanish, meditate in Spanish. No, I, 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 that would be beautiful, Nicole. Thanks for reiterating yeah. that for us. Yeah. We should definitely do it. Pretty yeah. mental straight live from Colombia. <laughs> Colombia edition. Bienvenidos a Pretty Mental. Sí, sí es. <laughs> Bien. Right, a la belleza girly. de la mente. A la belleza ah, de la mente. Wow. Colombia, Spanish is so romantic. It really is. Wow. La belleza de la mente. That's our name. I never even thought Nicole, about that. Nicole just serenaded us with our name, <laughs> with our with the name Pretty Mental. Yeah. Okay. All right, girly. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, guys. Gracias, gracias. We love you. Gratitude. You are an amazing being. We, I love you guys. Ah. Thank you so much for all the all the work you do. We Thank will talk you. to you soon. And let me know if you're ever in LA. We can meditate together. I'll be there in a month. Oh okay. my god! Oh, yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm <laughs> flying to California for like three weeks. Oh wow! Should I? Mm-hmm. Well, if you have open time, hit me up. Yeah, I am here for sure. For sure. Yeah, you Amazing. guys should definitely connect for sure. All right, love you, Nicole. Love you. Ciao. Bye. Bye. That was such a powerful, powerful, beautiful conversation. Thank you for tuning in. We love you guys so much. And this is the story time moment. Yeah. So. Paula texted me the other day and she was like, I have to tell you something. And we decided to hold off until we recorded the ending so we could share it with you guys and emote in real time. So um, during this podcast, you guys heard Valentina telling a story. You know, in this podcast, we got all into manifestation and signs from the universe and just that subtle and sometimes not so subtle communication that we received. And Valentina talked to you guys about this dream that she had where she kept saying 111. And after we recorded that, uh, we're jumping on right now, like three days after the initial recording. But after we recorded that, I also started seeing 111 in a lot of places. And I literally texted Valentina the next day and I was like, hey, I I started seeing 111. Like I'm also seeing 111 all over the place. And I feel like it's the universe kind of wanting to reaffirm the message that you're receiving that you need to receive, uh, reaffirming it through me. 
And Valentina texted me back and she was like, that's so beautiful. I literally just told my mom that we're going to start, we're all going to start seeing one, one, one a lot that we're going to start seeing it all over the place. And that night I had a kickball game because I'm in a kickball league. <laughs> Listen, if somebody had told my child self, this is what was going to be happening. <laughs> Dude, that sounds like so much fun. My, I've been wanting to do like a flag football game or something like that. So yeah. I'm jealous of the fun kickball. Yeah, it's actually really fun. But like I used to be really scared of kickball. Oh, yeah. Like, I that, would that's what's crazy. You. I feel like you belong or like before I would picture you on like as like an ice skater twirling around and not like yeah, kickball. I'm exactly. more of the like I feel like I, I would do kickball before. Yeah. Or like I was a runner, like cross country, more like that kind of stuff. But anyways, like in, in recess, I'd be if people are playing kickball, I, I I would get so frustrated because all the kids always wanted to play kickball. And I would like skedaddle off into the hills to play imaginary <laughs> games by myself. And so I'm just like, wow, if somebody had told my childhood self that I would voluntarily be joining a kickball league in the freedom of my adulthood never would have believed it but anyways i digress that night i had a kickball game this was last night wednesday and our team has never won our team has never won like <laughs> we just have never won and and we get to the it was our final game of the season we're like guys this is this is this is the game this is the game we get to literally the last inning okay and the score is ending. Did you mean inning? What? Inning, like the last I -N -N -I -N -G. inning. Yeah, that's what they call it when um they get one more round of kicking and we get a round of catching, then we get one more round of kicking. Like okay. the game's about to end. Okay. And the score was four eleven when we got to the inning, and um literally in that last opportunity. It went from 411. We raised everybody like suddenly geared up and like had all this <laughs> energy. Point. Oh my God. There's hope. <laughs> and we went. Um, so the other team had 11 and we were at four. And then in that last moment, we went up to 11. And the final, final score was 11 11. Right after Valentina had told me that we were going to start seeing 111 everywhere. Like, what are the chances? That's just crazy. I can't even be surprised anymore. Like the universe is just, just, and has always been here for all of us. And it's the, when we start waking up to it really fully, we start seeing all these signs in such blatant, powerful ways. It's almost like, it's just wild. It's wild. It's wild and not surprising and amazing and jaw dropping and all of it at the same time. Dude. And it got even weirder. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even tell you this part. No. So we went out to dinner after our game and um, me and Erica, Erica, we I love, love Erica. I love me her. and Erica, we're walking, we're leaving dinner. We were leaving uh, Park Tavern in Piedmont Park. And suddenly this girl just skedaddles out of there, like flinging her arms all over the place, like running through the field. And I was, we were like laughing, but I was like, that's scary. <laughs> like that reminds <laughs> me of like the ring. Like what? What's going on here? She was like literally. Mean? She was flailing her arms and like running, just like flailingly through the field. Uh -huh. And and we we're like, what's happening? And I mean, this part gets a little like intense, but still it got it was weird. 
And suddenly Erica was like, ah, she just ran into her friends over there. And we were like, what? I was like, huh? Because she saw saw her like plummet into her friends in the distance. (laughs) And then we got, we're walking and suddenly we see her on the floor. Oh. So she, I know it got dark. It went from laughing to like dark and she had, she had, she had hit a pole. She had plummeted. <laughs> I know. I just, she had plummeted oh, into a no. pole. I know. But there was a short pole. So like we weren't worried about her head or anything, but, and then she had lay there and I guess she was just really drunk. Yeah. She was really, really drunk. Good. And we're like, what's, you know, like. What happened? She's like, I never drink. Like, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I never drink. And then she kept saying, my boyfriend broke up with me at 11 today. My boyfriend broke up with me at 11 today. What? And we, we, me and Erica were like, because I'd already told Erica the 11 thing. <laughs> and I was just like panicking. And then we're like, where do you live? And she kept saying 11, 12, 11, 12, 11, 12. What? So I was like, okay, yeah, Amazing. super wild. I mean, we picked her up and took her back to Park Tavern and delivered her to oh, her yeah. friends. Oh, yeah, story end. Let <laughs> me not end that. <laughs> Just 11. And she then told us 11 end. and we continued on with her life. <laughs> we got our message. You know, we delivered her back to her, to her, to her friends. So. Okay, good. Wow. That's so beautiful. That's yeah. so beautiful. The roller coaster of symbolism. Are you still covering my face on the screen? No, no, no. I'm looking at you now. Oh, okay. We yeah, had to no. cover the, Paula had to cover my face on the screen because we're on a recording platform where we see each other almost like a Zoom. And she had to cover my face because it literally took us like, I don't even know how long it took us, but we could not stop Dude, laughing. I, think, I feel like we, we've tried to record. This is the reason we're, we never record the outros and intros. We always do it right after the recording of the podcast. But we but could think- not stop laughing after when we were originally going to do it, we could for no reason. There's never a fucking reason and crying, laughing. And finally, after trying for like 10 minutes, I was like, I got to go. I got to go. I got to get on with my life. We got to try this another day. So we hopped on today and once again, could not stop laughing. Yeah. I think all together, this has been like an hour long process. (laughs) 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 Behind the scenes. Ridiculous. All right. Well, we did it. All right, you guys. Los queremos mucho. We love you with our whole souls. Don't forget to tune in every Monday at 6 a.m. EST and come speak to us on Instagram. Come engage with us at Pretty Mental Official. We always love hearing from you. We do. And just be kind with yourselves out there. And I want to start telling you guys that to remember that all parts of you are welcome here. So I love that. Mm -hmm. All of it. You're wild. You're fiery. You're beautiful. You're neat. You're messy. You're sexual. You're all of it. Yeah. Your saintliness, your holiness, your everything, everything. Angel and the devil on either shoulder. Bring them in. Every part of you is welcome here. All right. We love you guys. Have an awesome week and we will talk soon.